and it's live. Spurs, very much. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. That North London derby, three 0 easy win, made a lot easier by some stupid decisions by Arsenal, which we'll get to. But a massive win, must win. Won it fairly comfortably. Top four is back on. Uh, here with Brian and Brad. How you doing, Brian? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um. It was a beautiful day. I'm going to see how many beautiful song titles I can get in today. It's just a wonderful time to be alive. Um, the Scotland Yard was absolutely rocking, just like the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, when this happens, it's just wonderful. And the manner of it is just wonderful. Yeah. And Brad, how you doing, buddy? Well, you know what? It's a little bit cloudy outside at the moment, but... Oh, what a beautiful morning. There we go. <laughs> Great to have you guys on, as usual. Hopefully, Steve will be coming on from an Arsenal perspective, uh, hopefully. Uh, but let's crack on. Let's crack on. Oh, first things first, please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe if you're watching. And thanks for watching. And please add comments in, uh, get involved in the show. Uh, all helps. And, yeah, really appreciate it. But I've messed this uh, slide up, so... Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Two seconds. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Chris. Yeah, nothing but, matters. It, so, don't put it out wrong. It, it originally matter. said bigger win for Arsenal or worse loss for Arsenal. But is that, Brian, is it a bigger win for Spurs or worse loss for Arsenal? Because we're obviously hoping now that that's put pressure on Arsenal and then we can follow it up, which we'll talk about with a win over Burnley and then we're in fourth. Do, do you think for morale it's a worse loss for Arsenal or do you think for morale and, and momentum it's a bigger win for us? Obviously, we had to win. Obviously, we had to win, which we did. So, therefore, you'd probably suggest it's a bigger win. Do you know what? I think it's half a dozen of one and six <laughs> of the other. Uh, and, the, and the reason I say that is, for once, we've got into a game knowing, not just any game, a North London derby, with a bit of added spice because of what they did in January, knowing that we had to win. So, if you want serious serious ramifications and serious pressure going into that game. Well, those boys had it going into that game. Knowing that St. Tottenham's Day could be happening at our ground. Mm. That's pressure. Awesome. That is a huge amount of pressure. And they, for once, they didn't bottle it. We can seriously say we didn't bottle it. But on the other hand, do you know what? I was, I was talking to people. I was like, do you know what? If it just been a 1-0 or a 2-1 or a, a close game, it would have been, yeah, we've lost the North London derby. It's not good. We're, we're going to get a bit of stick from the fans. But the manner that they lost, psychologically, could be absolutely ginormous. So, so it, it's, it's a hard one to call. And Brad, for you, bigger win for us, worse loss for Arsenal. How do you see? Oh, yeah, bigger win for us. Uh, I mean, you know, echoing what Brian just said, but also... That's probably the most significant North London derby I can remember mm. when both teams are going for the same thing uh, in the league. I'm not, not mm. forget about cup semi-finals or whatever, but in the league, I don't think I can ever remember a North London derby that meant so much because both teams 
were going for the same thing. And yeah, we had to win it. We had to win it. Enormous lot of pressure. Uh, and if we can beat Burnley, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on Sunday, Arsenal going to Newcastle. <laughs> I wouldn't like it the other way around. Put it, put it this way. Yeah. Like it way we have to put pressure yeah. on them there and by getting into first after yeah. what was... Get into was, first? That's some dream. We we don't count Liverpool and Man City because they're so far away. And Chelsea, but what I will say just first place in the top four race, Brian, is what I meant. First place in the top four, mate. Okay, yeah. But I have to say, as Brad was saying, when you're saying going back as far, the last time we beat them by three clear goals in a North London derby was 1983. Yeah, which is I was four years years. old. Yeah, 39 Uh, years ago, which which makes it even longer. It sort of seems long when they say 39 years, you think, ah. 1983, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I, I've I think, certainly never seen them in a league game. I was at the League Cup semi-final, the 5-1, but I've never seen them in a league game at Tottenham win by more than, by more than, by more than two goals. Yeah, I think we beat them 2 0 the last White Hart Lane game. But apart from that, no, you're right. It's the I, only I was, North London yeah. derby that I've felt. Well, I never feel relaxed during Tottenham games, especially Tottenham <laughs> Arsenal. But reasonably relaxed going into the last 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. Well, I was there for the five-one, obviously a cup game, not a league uh, league game. But yeah, that was fairly one-sided. But I think momentum is fully with us at the moment. Uh, we've been here before this season, and it's come <laughs> crashing down. But you know, it was a good result at Anfield. On any other circumstance, you'd be delighted with a one-all at Anfield. But I'm more angry. I was more angry with what Hoiberg did with the header at the end than the goal that we conceded. But it was still a good result. We haven't got battered mm. like a lot of Spurs fans and neutrals and Arsenal fans, I'm sure, hoping, thought we would. And we we matched Liverpool completely two different styles. But, you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I just want to get on to one performance uh, before we move on as well. And uh, I was in the pub almost in tears looking for chairs or tables to put on the pitch in place of Sanchez. <laughs> but he actually played quite well. He had a, a, a bit of a ropey moment in the first couple of minutes when Arsenal uh, started better and, and on our right side. It's obviously helped with the sending off, which we'll come to later. But I thought he put in quite a good performance. Like you say, Brian, massive pressure game, have to win. You probably know if you're Sanchez and Emerson as well, teams are probably going to target my side and me because I'm, lo- I'm lacking confidence, make mistakes or whatever. And then when he made the mistake, he almost got caught. He got, he did get caught by someone with a loose touch. Uh, but after that, he was fairly good, I thought. And and fair play to the guy. I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, Romero, if he's 70% fit, I'd have a 75% uh, Romero in rather than 100% Sanchez. But he played quite well, I thought. And he also helped set up the third goal. It was only a rolled ball into Kane. But simple stuff, simple stuff. What, what did you make of his performance? So... Brad will know from what always been on We Are Tottenham TV. I've been on that channel and I've praised and given Sanchez a lot more praise than a lot of people because I still believe there is a player in there. Mm. But he, when he plays consistently, is when he starts to fuck up. (laughs) Seriously, if you you look at it, when he comes in and it's a one-off match, he can put, for the first couple of games he comes in, He's tip-top. And then it starts to go wonky. And then, obviously, as everyone heard the rumours going around, I was on the Irish Hotspur on the... Oh, no, I was on We Are Tottenham TV on the pump-up when it got announced that he's in for Romero and my heart sank. Mm. I was like, oh, 
I was trying to phone my dad, who was at the game, saying, "Put a kit on, you're on." I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Oh no!" But he he listen. He did have that dodgy pass. I mean, Hugo Lloris and his passing from the back and that—it's the most frustrating thing in the world. But you talk about a defender that put in a good performance. I I said for my man of the match, not Sanchez. And this guy deserves a hell of a lot of credit with Ben Davies. He was he unbelievable was, against Liverpool as well, it has to be said. The Absolutely superb he, against Liverpool. He was putting his body on the line like Michael Dawson used to. Ben Davies, who is one guy that comes in for a lot of criticism. A lot. Um, and as I always say, if you're man enough to dish it out, you've got to be man enough to praise him. Mm. If, if it happens. Or woman enough, obviously. Um, ben Davies... Was sensational yesterday, mm. absolutely tip top. He got a, and you got to remember he got a yellow card early. Yeah, that worried, me. That him, worried me. Yeah. So he had to play a bit reserved. Yeah, he was sensational. Congratulations to him because he was absolutely immense. Mm. Yeah. And while we're on the defenders, Dyer, I thought he was quite good. Any ball in the box, headed out. Obviously, that it's it's all made easier by the sending off, and Arsenal can't then go gung ho at us, but. Yeah, I'll come to you, Brad. Uh, the three defenders. Well, you know what? You know what? Before the game, my only worry was that because of the atmosphere and the intensity of the game, that one of our players in the first 10, 15 minutes would do something silly and get sent off. And obviously, the one player that you probably, even though he's such a great player, is Romero. The yeah. sort of player that, you know, he's had a, a good run where he hasn't been booked, but you, that's the sort of thing you, you're worried about. Ironically, it happened the other way. I thought <laughs> Tottenham, and I, I called for this during, I called for controlled aggression. Hmm. And Tottenham showed that to perfection yesterday. They really did. Whereas Arsenal just lost it. And the hot, the, you know, the sending off, you can argue, oh, we shouldn't have got the first yellow card. Doesn't matter. If you've got a yellow card, like Ben Davis, then you, 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 you stay clear of any possible problems. And holding didn't. Our defence, I think what Conte's done with Dyer and and, and Davis has been immense. Uh, yeah, we still probably need to get an upgrade if we want to go to that next level. But I think they've been playing so, so well. And our defence, yeah, I, I, I'm always nervous about our defence. I guess as a Tottenham fan, you always are. But they've considered <laughs> five goals in eight games. I know it's five goals in nine games. And I think only two more teams, which is Man City and Liverpool, has considered more goals this season. I could be wrong on that. But it's some sort of stat like that. So, yeah, no, what he's done with that defence is absolutely brilliant. And, of course, you got Holdberg in front of them, you know, uh, and Bentacore and that. And that, that sort of gives it that solidity. But, yeah, no, they... they, they I've always, To be fair, I've never hated Ben Davis. So I've always thought there's a decent, he's a decent player. Again, he's a six, six out of ten, seven out of ten player. You're not going to get the... Well, until the last couple of games, you're not going to get the nine out of ten, tens out of tens, which your world-class players get. But he's a good, serviceable defender uh, who can play across that back four and on the left side. Sanchez again, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to be interested to see his his his, his performances, Brian, over a, a load of games and see his yep. ratings and that. But he always seems to do a reasonable job when he comes in there. I think it's a bit of a confidence thing with him. I think he needs to take on board where he should be and shouldn't be at the time. He always, and even during his good season. He had a problem when the ball would bounce in front of him and go over him, that sort of thing. Yep. But there is definitely a decent player there. And and yeah, I must admit, I 
I, I thought, oh, no, Romero's out. But at the same time, it, 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 looking at it really laturally, it could have been a blessing in disguise that we didn't have that possible sending off in the first 10 minutes. So, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows? We should yeah. never know. But our defence, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, never, you don't normally say... We've got a really good defence, but those three have been playing so so well, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought uh, uh, Arsenal obviously targeted our right side in the first couple of minutes. They looked like they were the ones who really wanted it, and then they got past Martinelli, got past Emerson time and time again. I think the idea was for him to drive him, uh, uh, show him into traffic because normally Romero's right there, where Sanchez mm. isn't quite as on his toes. But it obviously was fine. Uh, one player I do want to mention before we kind of move on to the actual game, Brian, and I'll come to you because I know you like him. I thought Hoiberg was immense yesterday. I thought you could see, I think, that Hoiberg was in this, I love these type of games. I love these type mm. of games where it's a derby. I can go in hard. I get away with a little bit more. And like Brad <laughs> said, controlled aggression. I thought he was absolutely everywhere. Benton Kerr was good as well. But I thought Hoiberg was absolutely superb. And Kane looked like he was really enjoying himself and really wanted to be there. And and But Hoiberg, um, he gets a lot of criticism. And there are better midfielders out there, obviously. But in terms of desire and, and everything like that, I thought he was 11 out of 10 yesterday. Absolutely superb he was. So, so first of all, you just mentioned Kane. So I just want to mention that man broke another two records yesterday. Mm. <laughs> first well, of we'll, all... We'll come on to him in a bit. In a bit okay, but, yeah. I'll, I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that. In yeah. a minute, then listen. Hoybier is my favourite Spurs player. It's been it from, and it, like I said, it's not for his technical ability. It's his attitude. Mm. It's his determination. It's his commitment to the cause. It's he will run through a brick wall. Last season, he was absolutely incredible and was just we. It was kind of like do you remember when we signed Palacios. We so needed mm. that type of player. He came in. You saw what he yeah. did. Yeah. That's what Hoybier did last season, but he trailed off the last at near the end because he's just played, 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 played. And recently, this season, he's come in for a lot of criticism. A lot of it's kind of it's kind of become like Marmite with Spurs fans. There, there's no always oh, all right. You either love him or you or, or you hate him. Um, but when it really matters, and you really need someone with a bit of drive and determination. Boy, does that boy stand up for you. Mm. Boy, does he epitomises. Like I said, do you know how many times I've gone back and watched and Everyone go back and watch it. His first interview when he signed for Spurs. And he just, you know, when they have it and they, they're signing the contract, they have mm. a little talk. And you could just hear in the way he talks, like, I will sacrifice myself for the team. I will. I don't care if I piss people off. Or he didn't say piss off, but he meant that. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like, that's what I'm here to do. And you, it shines through with him. And listen, if I was to do a player rating video today, every single one of them are getting a 10. Every <laughs> single one of them are getting a 10. Um, but, hey, but yeah, I mean, Benton Core was electric. Benton Core, you saw how quick with the, the transition, how quick he gets the yeah. ball moving forward. That's what he brings. Hoiberg's just there to clatter into people. And you, of course, he can play a bit. But when you need a man to step up aggression wide, I, in that squad, I will go no further than look mm. at, obviously, Romero, but he weren't there, and, and Hoybier. Yeah, I mean, w- without without Romero, Brad, I, I was, I thought Romero would be the one to get the team going in terms of, you know, the mentality. I've always said with London derbies, a- apart from the odd one or two where one team is so superior to the other, but generally, it's who wants it more. And without Romero, I was worried. But 
my God, did Hoiberg stand up to that plate and then get the team going. He won everything in that midfield. As soon as Arsenal got the ball, he was there. And, oh, absolute wonderful play, he, player. Uh, I mean, he, he personifies the Conte effect, doesn't he? He personifies Conte's philosophy of, of giving your all and, and leave, not leaving, you know, leaving everything out on the pitch. And, and he was, yeah, he personified the whole team yesterday. I thought the whole team, as I said, the old controlled aggression, but the whole team, considering the game and the pressure that we spoke about earlier, it was a, a really mature performance by our team. I, I thought they just did it so, so well. that The aggression was right. Uh, we we didn't... And I, I thought we'd do this, just let them come at us a little bit for the first 10 minutes. Almost like, yeah, come at us, yeah, see what you got, see what you got, you know. And then, pow! You know, and 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 yeah, you know, it, it's Heiberg does that perfection. He, he, it is funny how he's become a Marmite player because at the end of last season, he was everyone's favourite player. I don't think I heard anyone yeah. criticising him. And now all of a sudden, people are criticising him because he's not the best player in the world. You know, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. And yeah, Brian said he played every game last season and virtually every game this season. So, you know, uh, the guy's going to burn out. And every player will burn out. You know, we've seen Sons burn out. We've seen Kane burned out. You know, everyone does it, you know. And the fact that people are saying, ah, sell him, sell him, sell him. Why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course, of course you can upgrade on Hoiberg. Of course there are better players in the world than Hoiberg. But, hey, this guy gives it all for Tottenham. And why would you want to get rid of a player like that, really? Yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah, all yeah, about, yeah it's all about yeah, the squad. It's all about the squad. Brad, you, you add to that, I reckon if we did a survey of 100,000 Spurs fans, and we said, okay, what player can you guarantee will be fit for for this game, this game, this game, this game? I think 99.9% people would say Pierre-Emile mm. Poibier. That guy been... yeah. doesn't get it. I, I swear to God, if anyone's seen the movie Terminator 2, <laughs> I swear to God, when, when Arnold Schwarzenegger goes like that to show the person that he's a, a, a Terminator and he rips <laughs> off his skin and you see metal, that is Pierre-Emile Poibier. We well, had that think, massive gash he, on his leg, didn't he, after the Everton yeah. uh, game and still wanted to play. Has yeah. he ever has he ever I mean he's come off before, but has he ever missed a game for injury? I don't think he has. No. Not in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. But uh, yeah, this guy, yeah, I mean, well, you know <laughs> you'd like to have him uh, as one of your mates in a bar, wouldn't you, really? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I th I thought he was superb yesterday, really got the team going and uh Graham in the chat. How you doing, Graham? Big uh, up, my man. Please get your comments in. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. All right, then. Let's get to the game. Uh, first off, Holding versus Sun. A winner <laughs> to the man on the right. Uh, I thought Sun played him like a fiddle the entire game, I thought. As soon as Sun got an inkling that he's got a bit of aggression there and he may be a bit over the top, Get the ball, roll it to me on the floor. I'll hold it up. I won't go anywhere. I'll wait for the challenge to come in. Uh, he's had a wrestling suplex. A holding's now the WWE champion. Uh, he got a kick in the back as well. Uh, so he should have had two bookings before he even got one. And the booking that he got was a silly drag back. But again, son, get the ball, not doing a thing. Oh, no, I've gone. And then <laughs> the red card, uh, I, I'm surprised it was a yellow card. It should have been a straight red. Mm. Uh, the Arsenal player going like that. It's like, yes, yes, that's what you knocked him out with. <laughs> and I thought Sun played him like an absolute mm. fiddle, Brian. Well, 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 do you know what? I, I mentioned this on Wolf Show last night. What Holding did 
you two certainly will remember. I'm sure Graham will remember. I'm sure Carl, Carl will remember. Uh, when we went to the filth years and years ago, when Adebayor got sent off, first oh, half yeah, when we yeah, lost yeah. 5-2, he went into that game and obviously it was his first oh, return yeah, to Arsenal yeah. as a Spurs player and obviously he knew he was getting... And he, he rose to the bait. He rose mm. to the bait and yeah. made a stupid tackle. Listen, I understand play managers saying to a team, keep an eye on human son. Mm. I get that. He is world-class. You need to do that. But that first one, he's very, very lucky he didn't go to VAR because the ball's nowhere near him and you've taken a couple of kicks. He's like, okay, all right, you got to wave it, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get booed, whatever. Then he decided, like you said, to try and suplex Human Son, or Human Son suplexed him, whatever you want to say. I can't remember. Well, I, 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 but, it was just, it was a tussle, obviously. I spoke to an Arsenal fan in the pub, and he was quite pleased in the sense that Holding was showing bottle and desire and getting stuck in. But Yeah, but that's the thing. You've got to remember, like, like we said, like, we did, like, like, you like say, I just said. Like you say, rising to the bait, you've, you've got to mm. calm it down. Well, it's not even that. You look at it. I spoke to you before about how Ben Davies got a, a yellow card as mm. well before uh, Holding got his he second. Did, yeah. And minutes. the rest of the game, disciplined. Mm. Did what he had to do. But I'll tell you what, honestly, I am shocked, and I really do mean this, that the uh, the second yellow card was not a straight red. Mm. Yeah, I, you, I can't believe it, that. He, he's, he's chinned the guy with it. He's not looking at the ball at all. Yeah. And and, and Son and Son doesn't even know he's there. Son turns to go for the ball. So it's not like he's he's going, I'm going to bounce off him, which Son wouldn't do anyway. But he like turns like that because I think they asked him about the the card after the match, and Son said, "Well, the first I knew about it was when when he hit me." You know, yeah. so. so you know. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I have to say what uh, I, uh, as I said earlier, I was watching uh, Gary Neville, who obviously knows a lot more about football than I do, and he was saying that when you're a defender. Somebody's got Son's pace. You don't want to be right on top of him because you know he's going to go and, and beat you. But the problem is with Son is you can't step back because he's one of these players that can turn and go or he's got the ball in front of you and he can just gather pace and go past you. So how do you defend against him? It's one of those really difficult players. There's no one way of defending. So, you know, so that was that was really advantageous for us, obviously. But, uh, yeah, no, Son's a master. And he's, he's, he's a... Uh, I won't say underrated player, but the, the fact that you never hear any transfer rumours about him, do you? Uh, you never hear, oh, sometimes I want to buy Son. And, it, and it's Carl, like, Carl Beckham's, you know more than Neville, so <laughs> one fan on here, one non-fan. Well, yeah. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Uh, cheers, Carl. And hi to Rez as well, large ascensions. Let me just give Rez a big hug. There you go, And I have to say, Carl, I'm booking my ticket to come back home today. So, you best be able to meet between June the 3rd and around the 28th, because I need to meet Carl Simpson. I really do. Yeah, cheers for your comments, Carl. There's uh, Graham as well. Keep coming in. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Brad. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe that that uh, Son, no one's come in for Son. I mean, I'm glad, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, one of those, it's one of those players. And he's now, I don't know if you guys know, he's now uh, in nominated for the Premier League team uh, player of the year, uh, uh, rather than Kane, interestingly. Uh, and it's not because it's only one player per team, because Man City have got two in there. 28. Yeah. Someone at the pub said that uh, Son's obviously second in the goal-scoring charts. I really hope he can beat Salah, but he's also second in the assist charts yeah. as well. So, yeah. oh. West Kane, obviously, is, is a lot lower down in the scoring charts. 
not sure where well, he is. In a, the, we've the been told off by Vez, Brad. We need to give her <laughs> a hug with my bald head. <laughs> and yeah, uh, message from you. Uh, for for you uh, from Carl, wicked, uh, wicked. I have to say, uh, the and I've only sort of seen it more on on TV. When Son came off, he was not happy. Yeah, he that's good happy. though. That's good. Yeah, exactly. It never, exactly. He never did Liverpool any harm when Mane did that. And yeah, hopefully yeah. now he's fired up and gets a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. And we can beat Burnley. And, and someone, uh, someone again, it might have been Gary Neville uh, said that someone lip read. And he said something along the lines, "Why didn't I take Kane off? Take Kane off rather than something like that." So, uh, so which is which is great, which is great. But uh, also, he's going to, "Oh no, it's not about the golden boot. It's about it's about the team." Blah blah blah. Yeah, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he goes and gets a hat trick now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Brian, the the yes, decisions sir. that changed the game. I thought Arsenal started off much the better team, but certainly the first five minutes. But penalty or well, the red card we've discussed the penalty. At the time, I thought that's a really harsh penalty. He's, he's not touched him a huge amount. And it looks worse because he's clattered into the defender. And if they're giving that, it's going to be a free a penalty for every free kick that goes into the box. But looking at it and then speaking to you guys backstage, it, it was silly. It was silly. You're asking for trouble. Uh, thoughts on the penalty? It, it changed the game and Kane is never going to miss that. So, so do, do you know what? Um, I, I, I have to say that I want, I want to give the referee a lot of credit, a hell of a lot of credit for that decision because he was so outright with his decision. Now, obviously, if it was wrong, VAR would have said, go have a look. But rather than having to not blow and then saying VAR and the game goes on and go, go mm. check this out, to make that spot, and I have to say he was in the right place at the right time as well. If you look at, and I know, yes, we won 3-0 it's the North London derby, but that ref was very... He managed that game very, very I, well yesterday. I thought so as well. He, he, he really did. Three yellow cards yep. before the first one to Davies. As soon as you give a yellow card with that passion, you've got to start... Exactly. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, think he, I think he was... I mean, Arsenal fans, especially in Ty. Ty, I want explanations. I'll give you an explanation, but brother. You got battered. You got battered. Um, I, listen, I've got a lot of time for Ty... I spoke to Ben and Simeon. Apparently, he's a dynamite guy off camera. He's a dynamite guy. Um, he spends so long. I watched his interview. I don't know if anyone's watched his interview. He still does Black Lives Matter and the NHS. But he started talking about postmen and big up the postmen and the bus drivers. And I was like, all right, yeah, they do, they do a great job. But if we go through every single job spec, <laughs> it'll be the return leg by the time you get done, mate. But But getting back to the decision, fair play to the ref for doing it. Listen, what the game was the game was so spicy and so fired up. And you I, I thought when it immediately got called, I was like, What's he blown up for? We we didn't foul anyone. Yeah. Then he pointed to the spot. I was like, and Cody Mack even said we're gonna get a soft penalty today. And it mm. happened instantly. <laughs> or not instantly, within twenty minutes. But when you watch the replay, and I know Brad Matthews is gonna dip into his Gary Neville uh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um well. Gary Neville comments, so I'm gonna leave that to him, but when you look at it, he's pushed by one defender. And then as he's being pushed, the momentum, there's another defender going for a header and clatters into him. And it's like... That was holding, you... that was holding the second one. What? Oh, shocking. Um, so there <laughs> you go. I mean, when you look back at it, and let's face it, if it had been against us, we would have been going, that's not a penalty. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then when you see it, you'd be like, yeah, okay. But as soon as the referee, I don't care if a player tripped over their own shoelace. It's a penalty. Penalty to Tottenham. Um, and I'm going to turn my camera off because, Brad, you'll be lucky to know, it is fucking roasting here already at <laughs> four minutes past eight and I need to get a T-shirt on. I'm going to be back in one second. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think a lot of teams target um, Sun thinking that yeah. he's a bit of a light touch, but he's really toughened up now and he doesn't is. mind being classic. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of the penalty, over to um, Matt well, okay. Neville Matthews. Uh, okay. <laughs> when I saw it live, I thought, oh, but didn't think, oh, come on, ref penalty. I thought, oh, so that so it's happened there. And then when he gave the penalty, I thought, wow, he's given the penalty. When you watch it in replay, technically it is a penalty. You can't argue with that. Technically, it's a penalty. But what I will say is that, again, going back to Mr Neville, who was a right-back, let's face it, he played right-back for England and somebody going to Man United. He said, what you do as a defender, you always do that. He says, I did that. And what you do is you nudge into the player just as the ball gets there. So it looks like you're going for the ball. But he did it early, before the ball got there. So the referee notices it and sees the foul. And that's what he said. He got his timing wrong. And if he goes in there, even though technically it's still a foul, because you get there as the ball arrives, you look like you're going for the ball and the referee doesn't see anything wrong. So so that's what what, what will happen there. So technically it was a penalty. Yeah, of course, of course, if it had been against Tottenham, I'd be going, oh, never a penalty. But then, yeah, you look at the replay and you think, well, yeah, okay. Technically it was a penalty. And, and let's face it, that goes on in the penalty area so many times mm. and the rest don't give it. You know, and it, it, if they started giving it a, a few more times, the tussling all that stuff that goes on, then maybe they might stop doing it. Because I, I hate, I can't remember it being, I'm sure it always has been, but I can't remember seeing when corners, that everyone's literally wrestling with people and holding yeah. on to them. It's like, <laughs> you know. It's, it's almost it's, seen as part of the game, so it doesn't get it given. Is, yeah. which, is why, which is why this one was very soft. Yeah. Because yeah. It happens all the time, never gets given, and all of a sudden it's given. So if you're looking for consistency, yeah, it, it, you yeah, have to have like yeah, seven yeah. penalties a game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, if you'd have played that maybe nine times out of ten, we wouldn't have got the penalty, you know. Yeah. But we did, and 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 technically it was a penalty. So you you just have to, if you're an Arsenal supporter or any team that gets a penalty like that given against them, you've got to take it on the chin and say, well, there you go, you know, just bad luck. I mean, we don't get that many many penalties anyway, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I have to say, I have to give a special mention to Harry Kane's penalty. What a penalty. I hate penalties. Everyone, I never cheer when you get a penalty. All right, I might go, oh, good. Everyone's going, yeah, and celebrate, we got a penalty, yeah. Because you ain't scored. you still got to score. If I had someone to put my life on scoring a penalty for, it would be Harry Kane. I can't remember and the last time he missed that. one. It must have been Liverpool in the 2 all, which was... Yeah, yeah, and I think you missed one for England as well, yeah. But that penalty... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably because... Yeah, he 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 fooled uh, Ram, Ramsdale. Ramsdale, Ramsdale pissed off. If I was a manager and my goalkeeper died before the kick was taken, I'd mm, find yeah. him every single time because you make the striker's mind up for them because it's yeah, so easy yeah. now for them to just switch sides. Whereas <laughs> back in the day, Shearer and Lineker both said they they decide before a game in training which side they're going, practice that 100 times. So if it yeah. came up in a game, they're used to muscle memory. I can yeah. hit the post here. And, and yeah, whereas players now can switch it up if the keeper buggers off. Yeah, yeah. And that's where, he know, that's where Kane normally puts his penalties. The, the keeper, the, uh, so the keeper right in the corner as well. With and, and, and Kane, whether Kane fought before the penalty, no, I'm going the other side. I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to ask Curry that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that penalty was like, 
Oh, it was it was a perfect. It was just brilliant. It was like one of those penalties when you think, "What was I worried about?" You know, and <laughs> and, and then and then yeah, of course the, the whole stadium goes berserk, uh, and 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 suddenly we oh, we knew Arsenal were going to come at us anyway, but then suddenly they've got to come at you more. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, so that that was the, a, a pivotal moment. And yes, yes, if I, if been the other way around, I'd have been annoyed, but uh, you know, <laughs> be really cliched. That's football. Yeah, I mean, Vez is uh, glad it was a soft penalty. <laughs> but it was asked this always this a joy to behold. But, this is true, Rez. This is true. Yeah, uh, I, I promised we'd talk about him, Brian. Record-breaking again, Harry. He's become the all-time leading scorer in derbies. I'm not sure what the other record was. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to tell me. But uh, he, he, he was quiet in the first 20 minutes, got that penalty like a man possessed, similar to Hoiberg, and never, ever going to miss that penalty. The, the only criticism I've got is... He was trying to get that hat trick. He wanted that hat trick in, <laughs> in other times where we, we passed maybe would have been better. But we won. We won 3-0 fairly comfortable. So I'll let him off that. If it was a one-all and he's doing that, then I'll be pretty annoyed. But uh, so, unbelievable. Back to Harry Kane that everybody associates Harry Kane as. Of course. I mean, like you said, he's taken over Thierry Henry as the yeah. record goal scorer in the North London derby. Um, he's the, the top one of that. And now, obviously, you have uh, Drogba against Arsenal. Um, you have Shearer against Leeds. And you have these other... He is now, in Premier League history, the guy to have scored the most goals against Arsenal. Wow. So that's right. not just in Spurs-Arsenal games. That's Arsenal, Premier League history. Wow. No one has hit the back of the net more times than our number 10. This man is a walking... Mate, they're going to have to make a Guinness Book of Records Separately, just for Kane, the Kane edition, because this guy breaks records like they're going out of fashion. Um, <laughs> listen, he, he's been off the boil the last few games. Everyone said, Oh, Augusta, Augusta, and all this nonsense. You cannot take away. I mean, I can say, obviously, Brad was able to see Jimmy Greaves, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not, not many Graham was able to see Jimmy Greaves. There's not a lot of us that I know apart from my family or whatever. Obviously, I've been within the YouTube community that don't have the privilege of saying they saw the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. As you grow up through your life, you'll see generation, not, you know, like what, like for me, Gaza, the Klinsmans, the Ginolas, the Bales. This man is right up there. Right up there. I, you know what? When I get to near the, the day of uh, reckoning, um, I will know in my heart of heart, I was given the honour, the blessing and the privilege to witness that man play. Mm. Yep. And Hatchet, do you know what? The other thing you got to remember, Chris, is with him going for the hat-trick, he wants to crack in as many goals to make it as easy as possible for next season to get Jimmy Greaves' record. <laughs> so I don't think he knows. He's not going for the golden boot right now. He knows, like, literally, unless he goes on an absolute... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we batter teams 8-0 and he gets all of them. Um, <laughs> then it ain't in, happening. But what, in, he is chip, what he is chipping Seven goals in two away. games. Seven goals in two games, which, oh, he did a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's when he was two goals behind the car coup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this guy just sees that Jimmy Greaves record. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, th- I think I think he's down to now. I think it's like, see, the tw- I think it's 20. Like that. No, yeah, I think yeah. it's less than that. Hmm. I think it's less than that. 
unless injuries play a part, he'll get that next season, I would oh. think. Well, no, uh, if injuries play a part or if uh, Conte walks, but he's not going to walk. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is just, he's hes so, oh, I'm actually going to check now. Um to see what the a few comments. Uh, Carl, Carl Simpson says, more importantly, with Burnley coming quickly, didn't have to get out of second gear. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Luca fourteen. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Bobby K echoing your sentiments. Big K and Little mm. K can say they saw a legend playing growing a Spurs kit. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Li- listen, uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to see Jimmy Greaves play. I was very young, but he was my favourite player when I first started following Tottenham. Obviously, different uh, era, Brad. But yeah, different era. But I don't is, think is, is it too difficult to say or, or too impossible to say who was better? Well, uh, different eras. It's, I, it's like who, say, who's I, better, Maradona I'm going to sound like a crotchety old man now, which I probably am. <laughs> Jimmy Greaves scored his goals on mud pitches with a, a ball that probably weighed, weighed 100 weight against defenders trying to break your legs. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's get that in perspective. And I don't think you're, anyone... You're a quantity old man. Yeah. If you, if you, if you allow you me, you allow me you to watch, say that by saying yeah. that that's what you'd be called. If you watch uh, Greavesy, the documentary, that, that'll show you... I don't think the younger people today, and hey, you guys are probably among them, Realise what a great player he was. He was literally the Lionel Messi of his day. Not similar players, but the way he's weaving and out and score goals and that. And for Harry Kane to be on the verge of breaking his goal scoring record is unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And uh, what <laughs> Brian says best, about when yeah, I go when, when I meet my bad. when I meet my maker <laughs> when I meet my maker, although I'm an atheist, so you know I don't believe I will. But that, that's beside the point. I too can say that I've seen Harry Kane play and and Jimmy Greaves for that matter. If I had to pick my best ever Spurs eleven and I was allowed two two front players, it'd be Kane and Greaves. I wouldn't even have to think about it. And I, I think Harry Kane, this guy is the the ultimate professional. He, well, he I mean, is a, a, so, apart, so... apart from a couple of months earlier in the season when he was in yeah, the top, yeah. but he's completely turned that round and now back to yeah. The cane that he he, we expect. he 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 did it the hard way. He went through all loan periods and that, and kept going and kept going. Uh, I, I don't think you could say he's got natural ability, which I think Greaves had, but he's he's learned at his game. And my word, what a player! What a player! And what a a team player as well. Harry Kane is. He, he uh, yeah, this guy. I mean, I'm so glad he never went to Man City, and and it looks like he's going to end his career here. And yeah, if he beats his Jimmy Greaves' record, it's so sad. It's so sad that Greaves isn't alive to see it happen. You know, because I mean, I'm sure Jimmy Greaves would be the first person to congratulate him. Yeah, like I Bobby mean, Charlton with Rooney. Yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Brad, that your your comment about you'll be called an old man. You've been getting comments in like Bobby <laughs> K. Tell us how you felt when you were there to see the team formed in 1882. Well, gas, Bobby, gaslight, <laughs> gaslights in those days. Gaslights, yeah. you know. It's... But yeah, I mean, I. I I share my season ticket. I'll be gutted if he uh, breaks the record at home and it's not that one of the games I go to. But it's, uh, that's going to be a lottery because you don't know when it's going to be uh, there. But, yeah, uh, in terms of let's next hope game... Let's hope it's on a winning game that he breaks it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Brian. Comment. It's Danny Kiriakou, my brother, my yeah, brother. Danny, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Brian, Burnley next for Spurs. 
and yep. Newcastle away for Arsenal. And Newcastle away have lost a, a defender because Holding's going to be suspended. Uh, uh, Gabriel went off injured. Mm. Yep. Not sure how long that's for. It could be just, you know, a stub toe or something like that or something that's out for a day. Or it could hamstring, be the season. Uh, if it's hamstring, he's out mm. for a little while. Uh, I think this will be the game that they drop points. I'm not sure now. I think Leeds are going down. I think Burnley and Everton mm. are going to be safe. Newcastle, we needed to win this, obviously, for that one. The pressure is then on them. If we can beat Burnley, we're top by two points, I think. Yep. They have to get something against... They have to win against Newcastle without two defenders. I mean, how do you see those... Specifically, the Newcastle game going. We'll talk about Burnley in more detail. But how, how do you see the Newcastle game for Arsenal going? And, yeah, how, how do you see them responding to, to what happened? I, I said it before this game. I've been saying it for a few weeks. Arsenal will drop points in Newcastle. I have been to St. James's Park on many a time. I love the city of Newcastle. I love it. And you know what? Obviously, when we went there and got battered 5-1 when we were going for Champions mm -hmm. League um, and ended up third in a two-horse race. What's up, salary agent, my man? Um, so, um, yeah, this, this is, and you've got to remember, going to Newcastle for the last 10, 11 years, it's been doom and gloom. Doom and gloom with their fans protesting away, just thinking, oh, God, who are we losing this summer and what cheap players or no players are we getting in? Newcastle will be absolutely rocking on Monday night. And last home game of the season, an yeah. evening game at St. James's Park. They've got no worries of relegation. And for once, they're going into this summer thinking, who the hell are we going to get? But not like previous ones, like, who the hell are we going to get? Mm. It's like... Rob, we're, we're sitting at we're sitting at the uh, the captain's table here. We're we're at the di we're dining with the big boys. They are going to be rocking, and they don't have a good record at Newcastle. I've said it all along, um, even before this suspension, even before these injuries, they are they they are dropping points at Newcastle, without a doubt. Yeah, and uh, before I come on to you, Brad, Luca 40, we'll get to this a bit later. No Romero for the rest of the season, but against Burnley, Sanchez could be better for us, but we'll get to that a bit mm. later on. But uh, Brad, for Newcastle, I mean, we, we obviously have to win. If we don't win, it obviously makes uh, Arsenal's life a lot easier because they can lose there. Well, if we lose, that they, they can, you know, essentially lose there. And then if, as long as they win their last game, they're top. But yeah. our goal difference now, something I forgot to mention as well, because of yesterday, it's a six-goal swing because of that yeah. result. So yeah. goal difference now, we've essentially got an extra point unless we lose heavily and they batter a couple of teams. So if we get a draw, we're top. And, and, and if they lose, we're top. Ahead of them. Ahead of them. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, no. I'm liking the sound of the top. I'm liking yeah. the sound of the top now. I've, uh, yeah. I've come to terms with it. Yeah. Do, do you think uh, how Arsenal uh, uh, play that game will have any effects based on what we do against well, Burnley? Or do you think regardless because it's Newcastle's last home it game? It could work both ways. Because if we don't get a result against Burnley... Uh, for instance, and if we if we were to lose at home to Burnley, then Arsenal just need to win to to get top four at Newcastle. So that puts added that puts added pressure on you. Oh, we win this, 
by the same token, if Tottenham win on Sunday, then we're we're two points above them. And then suddenly, yeah, they, they've got to win. They can't afford a draw. Essentially, though, three points above them if it comes down to level points because of that goal difference. Yeah, but I, I think it takes a bit of a combination to get to have it to go on goal difference. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, if we win our last two games, goal difference doesn't come into it. Just after no, we have to win yeah. their last two. You know, that, that's you know how it is. And if they win both of their games and we win both of our games... Well, then, then, they then fair it. play. Fair play. They, they, they handle the pressure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Frankly, they and it, deserve it. I, I, don't like, I don't like looking at individual games during the season, but that last-minute goal we considered against Brighton uh, could prove costly because if, 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 if that doesn't go in... We're actually level. We're actually on top of Arsenal on goal difference, and we only have to win our last two, and it's in our hands. Mm. Uh, but now it doesn't matter what we do if we win our last two. It depends on what Arsenal do. But yeah, Newcastle. I think Everton will be safe by the time they play Arsenal. Uh, Leeds for me, when they went down and played second off against Arsenal, I thought you're down. They're down. They're gone. They're gone. And I, I think they are now. Uh, I mean, the Chelsea result and the other sending off that sort of more or less proves that. So I think Everton will be safe when the last game comes in. So ideally, we want Arsenal to drop the points at, at or the points at Newcastle. And yeah, I would like to go there on a Monday night with fifty thousand <laughs> Geordie streaming and Tottenham two points above me, knowing that we have to win. You know, because Arsenal must be thinking that Tottenham are going to win their last two games. At, you know, that's how they're thinking. Hmm. You know, we can't because we, we're one point behind them. But Arsenal, being a point ahead of us, must presume that we're going to win our last two games so they know that they need to get results so yeah if we do and I'm hoping we will beat Burnley uh, yeah they go to that place and they're a young team last night they didn't hold the, handle the pressure that well I didn't uh, think I did either I, I thought certainly after the sending off he was just kind of looking around Wes if that's mm. Conte he's he's at his, yeah. his bench talking to his coaches what am yeah. I doing here yeah. what am I doing he, he looked like a real deer in headlights Pochettino did it at, at certain points when he was there he's a young manager obviously young coach but yeah and it'll be interesting to see how he handles you know, the pressure as well you know what I, I've got uh, oh, I lost it now I had it ready to go and I, I'm not really uh, I'm not a stats man I, I don't normally but I'm going I'm to become one now <laughs> Well, you're, you're uh, the new Gary Neville, Brad, yeah, so you have Ga- to be yeah. now. You, you've, you've been converted. <laughs> OK, Arsenal have had 13 players sent off in the Premier League since Michael Arteta's first game in charge, December 209, uh, 2019, which is five more than any other side during this period. Well, so, it's, yeah. like, mate, yeah. it's like it's like uh, what they had with Wenger at a point. Um, yeah. So, so you you, you got to look at it. And it, who's to say it's not going to happen again at Newcastle? Yeah, well, exactly. When the pressure's yeah. on... yeah. They lose their head. Um, yeah. uh, and, and we talk about this, like like we keep saying, I just want to speak about uh, uh, Conte uh, and something I almost, Tottenham almost triggered me today, but I rose above it. I rose <laughs> above it and realised today's not the... So, so <laughs> as, as Irish Hotspur always said, at least we got in the race, which yeah. we did and no one thought we would. Yeah. Oh, Listen, yeah. If, if we don't get it, should we have hired... Conte at the beginning, yes, everything. There's so many yes, 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 yeses. But Tottenham put a tweet out today and said, what a night. And I and I was tweeting, and as I realised I was tweeting, because I put, it's very simple, back Conte and these nights are here to stay. Mm. But then I looked, and actually on the Twitter, when it says, oh, what a night, there's a picture of Ryan Sessignon 
And just underneath where it says what this description's about, it said, to celebrate, we're giving free shipping on all our orders. <laughs> and I was like, you absolute <laughs> bastard. You can't let it go. And just do one thing. And I thought, I thought, do I go on a mad tweet oh, no. and say, Levy, this is typical fucking you? Or do I do what I did? Rise above the little prick and say, well, back Conte, and these nights are here to stay with back Conte rather than leave you out. And I yeah. did. I, I was the better man today. Um, well, you, you've turned typical. a corner. We're, we're, oh, we're, it, we're it all is, here yeah. proud of you. We're all here proud Mate, of you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to show Let me just get it up now. I'll show if it anything, If anything, free shipping, just give us a free drink. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. For, all the, for all the heartache you've caused, <laughs> well, let's see if you can see. Look at the bottom. <laughs> Oh, it's only UK standard delivery. <laughs> oh, no, no. Can't be overseas, Brian. Can't be overseas. That, that costs Jesus a lot of money. Christ, this man. This <laughs> fucking man. Uh, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Well, it, it's probably it's probably not him personally doing that. It's probably someone in, in their marketing team. This would be a good idea, guys. You know? I, well, I've just been scouring through some of the comments and some of the comments have picked up on it. <laughs> Some of the comments have picked up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to read those comments with great detail later. Yeah, let's not talk uh, about him. Let's be here to celebrate and, and be in a good mood rather than let him bring us down. But uh, coming back to a comment from Alan Harris. Uh, how you doing, Alan? We will win v Burnley. They can't sit back and no fit centre-backs. Me and Tarkovsky both out. So brings us to kind of this question. Are they safe or not, Brian? I, I didn't realise oh, Leeds were I didn't realise Leeds were in such a bad way. I thought they were okay when Jesse March came in. They kind of uh, steadied the ship a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're in the relegation zone. I and think they they'll go down. So awful, Bur awful goal difference as well. Leeds, yeah. yeah. I mean, Burn Burnley aren't safe in terms of points, but I don't. I can't see Leeds getting any points, especially if they're essentially playing every game with ten men like mm. they seem to be doing. But <laughs> obviously, if they beat us. That's pretty much them done and dusted in the Premier League again for another season. So, do you think they'll come out and attack us, or do you think it'll be kind of we don't want to get hammered here? So I can't remember. Well, How do you well, think well, they'll well, approach the game? Were either of you on Tommy Stream when Bob Spur was on a couple of days ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have heard Brad that Bob Spur said that I said Leeds mm. at the very yeah, beginning yeah, of the did. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it at the very beginning of the season. Mm. They're going to get second season syndrome. Mm. I said it. And obviously with Bielsa and the way they play. Look, mm. And then, like you said, they had the new manager bounce. But against Arsenal and then against Chelsea, they are just deflated. Mm. They are deflated. As a team, I've got to say, the Leeds fans are, are incredible. Mm. Even at 3-0, they are singing their hearts out yeah. against Chelsea. Um, but it's, this is what happens. This is what happens in the Premier League. If you just assume that everything's okay... Yeah. I think Brentford will probably get this that syndrome yeah. next season potentially. Certainly, if I they don't think Ericsson. they will. I don't think they will. They've shown, mate. If you can lure people like Christian Eriksen hmm. and have yeah. that, and then what? What I will say, and I, I've said it on many streams. If you actually, I, Sky Sports last season did a huge thing about Brentford and about the owners and what they've done as an ownership within ten years, taking them from League Two, building that stadium, what they've done for the community, hmm. what they did for the people, uh, the victims of Grenfell. Um, after that tragedy, they're just yeah. a class act yeah. and they love the club yeah. and they have the money. Yeah. And I don't think Brentford are going, I think Brentford will be like a Fulham or a, or, um, 
a Bournemouth that will stay up there for for yeah. for quite a while. But Burnley, I mean, obviously they got rid of Sean Dyche, and we all thought, yeah, what? I, I thought that you're, was you're for them. I, 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 he's done a brilliant I, job. But the the guy who's come in, it has to be said, Michael Jackson. I mean, you can't write this shit. You can't write this shit. Michael Jackson's, um, but yeah, no, they they they've done a they've done a um uh. Burnley, I th- I, like you said, I, I think Leeds are done. I think yeah, I can't they see are. Any points. Yeah, I just, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Mm. So I think, I, I think the relegation is, is set in stone. I would honestly go that far for me. I, I think Burnley um, can, uh, like, likely, um Brad said, as much as our goal difference could be a factor for us, Leeds' goal difference is a huge implication oh, for them. Yeah. It's diabolical. They need, I think it's like 16 or 17 goals behind. Yeah, 18. Oh, there you go. I went far off. 19, Uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, Everton Burnley have got a game in hand on them as well. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Everton play at home to Brentford. Now, Brentford have played well this season, but you'd think Everton would be confident, wouldn't you, being being at home? They beat Chelsea at home. Uh, Burnley obviously have to come to us. And Leeds are at home to Brighton, so it yeah, no one wants to play be... Brighton at the moment. Jesus no, Christ! Exactly, exactly. So it could be well, presuming that we beat Burnley on Sunday, Leeds could, with a victory over Brighton, go above Burnley. That's possible, but the way they've been playing, I can't see it. So yeah. I, I think I mean, Everton getting... at home to Brentford, uh, you'd expect at least a draw there, and they got the game in hand. So I, I think Everton will be safe. And it's Everton's home record, Brad, that's been keeping them up. Is there a way yeah, record yeah, that's absolutely yeah. tragic? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think, yeah, I, I think uh, you, 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 if you're a Leeds fan and you're playing Brighton at home, you think, well, we got to win this, you know. So they've, they've played Chelsea, which are a difficult team. They've played Arsenal, which are a difficult team. Well, actually, Brighton are a difficult team as well. So, But, yeah, you'd think that uh, playing them... Mm. I have I mean, to say, though, if uh, Leeds did w- did win that, because then it means Burnley needs something when they come to us. They're more likely to attack us rather than yeah, stack. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. Everton might need something on the last day of the season and putting a shift against Arsenal. But like like we you both said, that goal difference and the way they're playing, and they've got two players out right. who sent off in the last two games. I can't see Leeds uh, getting anything. Just, just on an aside, on an aside. Uh, Near Brentford's ground is Gunnersbury Park, which I, I when I used to work at Sago, which is next door to Brentford's ground, I used to walk through Gunnersbury Park every every morning on the way to work, so I know it really well. They've got a new sports centre there now that they've built in the last year. My my uh, ex work colleague Jags was out there on on the last week, and who should she bump into? But Christian Eriksen. There you go. <laughs> and also. Whatever the uh, uh, Franks, whatever his name is, the manager. He does great job. I, uh, I really got a lot of respect for that manager. I really, really do. Me too. Apparently, it was a cardiac risk. Uh, it's a, a both campaign to raise awareness on cardiac risk in the young, which is a, obviously a very good, good cause. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm a little bit jealous because she she also went to the Brentford Spurs game as well. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Truth eighty two. How you doing, buddy? Uh, great result in the North London derby. Always more wary of Burnley. Mm. What I would say is is away to Burnley is a game I never Mm. like in the season because they always, they could be the bottom of the conference and they'll always give you a tough game. Mm. At home, I feel relatively comfortable against them, but they are playing for their lives potentially. And, you know, 
yeah, playing for their lives potentially. So possibly can't go at us because they the, they can't afford to go for the another five nil loss. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll come to you first, Brad. This time, change it up. How will the game pan out, and what are your predictions? Burnley game. I'm talking about here. I'm. I'm, I'm I, I think I'm, they'll sit back and try and mm. get us on the counter attack with a corner free kick, something like that. But, I, I, I'm. I'm fearing another Brighton goal. I, yeah, I'm fearing another Brighton game. Not not the result, but I'm fearing another Brighton game where we really struggle to break them down. And then what happens then is the crowd gets restless, and you know that the players get, and that's what happens. So the early goal as in, in most games, is very, very important. The crowd have got to be... Now, I don't expect the crowd to be like they were last night, but they <laughs> need to be really behind the team from, from the kickoff. Uh, I have never experienced an atmosphere last night where I sit in the lower tier of the uh, the West Stand, and we were standing up for a lot of the game. People would stand up, and I've never seen that in the West Stand for a long time. No. The whole... Crowd was singing last night, not just yeah, the South. It sounded, it sounded so loud on telly, I'm, probably apart from my yeah, dad. After this, yeah, after this stream, I'm going to I'm going to watch the recording I made of of, of the match and just to uh, nice and watch and relax. If we can get something like that atmosphere against Burnley, and just I mean, Conte said that we are worth a goal. He said we won three 0 two by the players, one by the by the supporters. And yeah, if we can get something like that atmosphere going from from minute one, and we can get the early goal, even. I'm going to say early goal, first 20 minutes, half an hour. We've, if we can be 1-0 up at half-time, at least, and then that takes a little bit of pressure off, and then and then we relax a bit more. And when, as everyone knows, when Tottenham relax and play their game, you know, not a lot of teams can can, can compete against us. And hopefully, they'll show the same controlled aggression they showed last night and the same calmness as well that they showed last night. They thought, and okay. desire as well. To yeah, it was, it, was, it was probably... I didn't see the game against Liverpool, apart from match day highlights. I'd say last night was probably one of our more complete performances I've seen in in all aspects of the game. If they can do that against Burnley, uh, who haven't got the same attacking threats as Arsenal have, uh, then yeah, we we should, should we should win it. I'm hoping that we can get the goal. I'm hoping that we can get two up. I don't want to be at one nil. Well, of course, I'd love it rather one nil than nil nil. But I don't be one nil going into injury time. You know, because it's like that's when, you know, when I start to get nervous. But, uh, yeah. And you know what? You know what's also good? If we can get the early goal and get up and get the game won, so we're two, three up, going into the second half or whatever, what's brilliant is all the Arsenal fans watching the score on their phones or whatever will be so deflated. <laughs> because don't get me wrong, they'll be thinking, oh, Burnley might take a point off Tottenham. Burnley might go out there and do something. So if we can get that game won as early as possible, all the Arsenal fans will be sitting there going, oh, so <laughs> deflated. And there's nothing better than an Arsenal fan being deflated. No. And prediction or are you going to I'm happily a coward. I'm not giving a score prediction. I just think... I, I think we can win. I, I think it'd be the odd goal. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be the odd goal. Whether it be 1-0, 2-1. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I said 2-1 against Newcastle. We won 5-0. I said 2-1 against Arsenal. We won 3-0. So hopefully I'm wrong. But I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a frustrating game. And that's why the crowd are going to be so important to keep up, keep going, keep going right to the very last kick of it. You know, and, and last home game of the season. So no matter what the score is, I think we should give that team a massive round of applause and, and Conte and his staff when they do the little walk round at the end of it. Because to 
to even have a chance of Champions League. I remember when we all walked out, and Brian, you were there, when we all walked out the stadium after Man United. Yeah. You know, we were so deflated. Uh, and we, I remember yep. we, went to the, we went for the curry, and it's like, sod football, let's just enjoy our night out. You know? Yep. And we were so deflated. So to actually have a possibility of Champions League football next season is unbelievable. And I just hope, as we all do, that Conte gets the right back in, that he gets the players he wants. Now, we're not going to change the title next, next season. Of course we're not. But I solidly believe that if he gets a back in and the right players in, with Man United going through change, Chelsea, who knows what's going to happen there with their money situation. I think we should be a good possibility for third next season and maybe a cup. Yep. You know, and 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 then as, as we go on, if Conte stays, and he, he seems to be giving more indications now that he will stay over the last few interviews. Uh yeah, I, I'm 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 confident that we'll if if he's backed, we'll do well next season. Obviously the Champions League helps because it, it gives you extra income to, to four players and, and that sort of thing. But to to be uh, even fifth, I think it's been an amazing, amazing achievement. If we are fifth, well, someone actually made the point, hey, we've got more chance of winning the Europa League than we have in the Champions League. So, hey, yeah, look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. a few comments to come in. Uh, celery agent, four against Burnley. Hope you're right, celery agent. Uh, Hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> Carl Simpson, uh, telling you right now, Arsenal lose to Newcastle and Everton. So many injuries, no back line. Rumour sack has a knock. He was rumoured to be out uh, against us. Um yeah, so hope, hope you're, you're right. Hope you're right because that means we only need a point from two games. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and if Conte gets backed, uh, Luca fourteen says we should be aiming for eighty five mm -hmm. points next season. Uh, Simon H. Levy screwed up at the start of the season with the wrong manager. That is why this conversation is happening. It screwed us. Let's get behind the team now. Absolutely. And Carl, hey Al, are you good? I don't think they should have risked Saka, but it, it's a derby. <laughs> and then one thing. Uh, I didn't hear this because the pub was too loud, but uh, Luca14 from uh, 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 Brad can uh, comment on this as he was there. Uh, for Martin Tyler on Sky, Gary, I can't hear you, to which Gary replied, Clive, this has to be the loudest at any ground this season. The it, it was amazing. Is incredible. It, it was Mick, amazing. Mick, and... Mick Richard said something very similar about, I think it was Bergvine's mm. first game, the 2-0 uh, win at that ground. And the, the ground has been criticised in the past for not having a good atmosphere compared to White Hart Lane. There were a lot of games I went to at White Hart Lane, which were f fairly quiet. But yesterday, oh, it sounded so loud on the telly. I haven't spoken it was, to my dad. It, and it was constant. It was constant, and it was also around the ground. It wasn't just the south stand, yeah, uh, which it can be at times. Uh, but yeah, it was amazing. I think Gary Neville called it called us crowd of the season. So you know, mm. so yeah, so uh, it, it was. And I haven't seen the recording yet, but uh, I can imagine that because obviously in the commentary box you've got the atmosphere as well. So yeah, and I, you know. When that, you know, thanks to the people that designed the stadium and had that, that you know, that, that sound effect, stick, keeping yeah. the sound in, it is very loud when everyone's mm. cheering. It is very, very loud. And that can only be, you know, we hear about Fortress Spurs, Matt, well, that, you know, that can only be really disconcerting to away, away players and, and also raise home players as well. Yeah, and uh, Brian, uh, for the predictions now, the game will pan out. Is there any danger? It could be the kind of Lord Mayor's show. We obviously had a massive result, massively fired up for Arsenal. And now we've got to come back down to earth for a, a, a game that doesn't have huge connotations on it in terms of both teams. I am very, very much in agreement with Brad Matthews on absolutely everything <laughs> apart from we're going to smash them 5-1. <laughs> um, listen, finding a way is always an issue 
<laughs> if you look at it, last season, Gareth Bale hat-trick. Uh, or Gareth Bale 4-0. A uh, couple of seasons before that, Burnley, Harry Kane got a, a long-range shot and then Human Son scored the, the goal of goals. Oh, uh, There's a time Robbie Keane smashed four against them in a 5-0 win. Burnley at home is a high-scoring game for us. Mm-hmm. But with, without Sean Dyche this time, though. Yeah, I, 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 I still, I still say, I think the four nil where a five nil where Robbie Keane scored four was a uh, pre Sean Dyche as well. Yeah, we definitely would have been pre Sean yeah. Dyche. Um, um, it's it, it's just a, a home banker for us this one in history. And do you know what? I go into it now. Like I said at the very beginning, yesterday we went in, and obviously there's been pressure on Spurs, and we've bottled it and done this and done that. But the whole ingredients of that game yesterday, mm. they didn't bottle it. They Man. didn't. They showed, and it's the last home game of the season. They're going to want to put on a show. Yeah, five one. Five and one they wanna, five and they, well, surely they want to do it for themselves as well to get playing yeah. in the Champions League next oh, year. God, but yeah, yeah, is is yeah. there a danger they could take them lightly? Uh, either of you? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think Conte. I don't think Conte would hmm. ever have them that way. I think Conte's management has, has been not? absolutely yeah. spot on. He he's been there. He's done it. He's got the experience. Uh, and no, he he will have them not to underest, underestimate Burnley. Uh, and again. Mr. Non-Stats Man has got another stat for you. And oh, I love where, it. Yeah, this is where, where where backing Conte is so important. They should read this out. They should tie Daniel Levy and the board down. And <laughs> oh, read I'm this. over. I'm over. <laughs> and read this to him for the, you know, the morning, the whole day. Since Antonio Conte's first Premier League game in charge of the club, only Manchester City, 69, and Liverpool, 64, have won more points in the competition than Spurs, 50. Similarly, only those two teams have scored more league goals than Conte side, 54, in this period. So if that doesn't tell Levy and the board anything, well, then I give up. Because well, we're, we're presumably still the uh, top scorers in 2022, certainly yeah, in the league, yeah. maybe not the whole football league. Yeah. But... Uh, again, Man City and Liverpool are, are miles ahead of us. And but what the point I will make is that when Pochettino was there, we we're on the rise, and suddenly your Man City's, I mean, you mean United's, whoever it was, Chelsea, we're on the way down, and we, and it coincided with our two light league title pushes when we almost won the title twice. And I'm hoping that maybe in this day and age it won't because of money, but I'm hoping that Man City and Liverpool won't be able to keep that that momentum up, and they'll start to come down as we start to go up. So even though next next season. I think within three seasons, we've got a chance of at least competing for the title. I really do. Yeah, and, uh, if, uh, if we back Conte, he stays. That's that's saying. Yeah. And uh, Brian, a prediction for you for the game? Or, or just your prediction for... Oh, did you say that, did you? 5-1 <laughs> or 5-0, yeah. Sorry, I was paying attention. I just uh, had a... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> did you say something? So, Brian, what's your prediction for the game on the Sunday? Uh, well, hey, we've been, I've been on this show trying to get our prediction out. I already know the fixtures for next season. Yeah. I'll go through those. Yeah, a, a bit of concern here for Arteta. He looked upset, but sod him. Uh, well, yes. mate, you know what? It's like all sarcastic said, uh, concern, obviously. Like, but, I mean, like, like I said, Chris, sorry, he, he did an interview yesterday. And his first answer was, if I talk about how I feel, I'm going to be suspended for six months. I, I'm not a good liar and I don't like to lie, so I won't lie. <laughs> well, mate, 
what a whopper that is because you're told a massive one in January to get the fixture cancelled. <laughs> so you lie when it suits you, but when it comes back to bite you in the ass, or oh, I don't like to lie, karma's a bitch. All managers, all managers do that though, say one thing and then contradict it when something else happens. All managers, yes, do but that. it's not the filth, it's not the no, filth. No. Quick, give this to me, man. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got to be impartial on here. Well, you know what? You know what? You could argue that Arsenal lost that game last night when they they postponed got the game postponed in January. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said yeah. that on the preview on mm. Friday uh, uh, on Monday. Sorry, on Monday on Tommy's show, Hotspur Hood, uh, on this show. There, there was so much momentum for us in motivation yeah. that they're scared of you. That's why they called the game off. They're still scared of you because you're the same team. You know it. it uh, at uh, home, yeah. last home game. There was so much motivation. So I, I, I always believe that we'll win a game. I I don't think I believe we'll win a game more than yesterday. Other, other than maybe, you know, when we beat Chelsea 2-0 in 16-17 uh, uh, when Ali scored two headers, mm. just because of the motivation there as well. But this motivation is so much more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We were without... The game that got called off, we were without uh, Son, Dyer. Romero, although Romero didn't play last night. Uh, and their, our midfield would have been Deli Alley, Harry Winks, and Non Non Belly. And I think, I think Hoiberg played that game. But, you know, that's, you know, karma's wonderful, <laughs> isn't it? You know, so. Uh, hey, Bob. Let me, let me just read this one out. Big up to you, beautiful people. And <laughs> Brad. Breaking news Arsenal returned to Spurs Stadium today after forgetting their pants there last night. <laughs> we had them down 46 minutes in and never returned. Them How are you doing, Bob? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, who writes this material? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely massive result yesterday. We pretty much reached the end here. Uh, not much more to say, but obviously, this is a huge, huge win. It's all huge weekends uh, and, and games when you're reaching the end of the season when you've got stuff to play for. But yesterday was massive. Uh, like we said earlier, I don't think there's been a big, certainly in my lifetime, a bigger North London derby. I'm sure there has been in the past. Uh, but yeah, and and a massive, massive few days and weekend here. If, if, and then obviously, if we can beat Burnley and Arsenal drop points to Newcastle, then the following weekend is huge for us because all we need is a win against Norwich. But yeah, we we need Newcastle to do us a favour, and if they can't, then Everton. But we need to do the favours ourselves first and mm. foremost by winning two games that we've got left. Uh, and hopefully, it's not the case of the Lord Mayor's show. Hopefully, we are professional, like someone said in the chat. I'm not sure who. Who it was. Uh, so apologies. But we need to be professional, not take them too lightly, treat them as we did treated Arsenal, show mm. the same desire, controlled aggression, like Brad said. And yeah, just go and do a job, do a job. Uh, but it's Burnley at home, which, like uh, uh, Brian said, normally we score a lot of goals there. We just need to make sure that that, that stays the same and then we'll be fine. And then hope, fingers crossed, Newcastle can do us a favour. Let, yeah, let, let's hope the atmosphere. Against Burnley is different to the atmosphere against Brighton because the atmosphere against Brighton before the game and during the game was a carnival atmosphere. Yeah. It was like we'd already won the game, and I yeah, think it needs to be a cauldron yeah, in there and an yeah, intimidating yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I just want to say to Bob because obviously he said breaking news. I've got some more breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the news: Arsenal shit. Yeah. But you don't want to be counting our chickens yet because they're still in the driving seat. seat. They win their oh, two yeah, games, yeah. they're in the driving seat. Well, that's all, so the, all the salty Arsenal fans out there. It's yeah. like, well, you know, you can still do it. So why are you moaning? Yeah, so, it's how they handle the pressure. Mm. 
Arteta didn't look like he handled the pressure yesterday very well. A bit of a deer in headlights. But yeah, listen, thanks guys so much for coming on. Welcome all the time, anytime. And uh, yes, Brian, Tottenham on tour. Yeah. in the description, but yeah, give yourself a plug. Yeah, I mean, uh, they can hopefully, uh, we might, we might be doing a pop-up today, not too sure. Um, but we are putting together, there will be a, uh, a vlog coming out mixed with um, Danny being at the at the game and with everyone. And then with me and uh, Ireland being at the Scotland Yard with Bobby Kay, with oh, Cody Mack, um, with, 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 and obviously Little Kay and Big Kay. Um, and everyone watched the three Spurs boys with no spaces. Um, another great up and coming channel that needs to be watched. Um, and yeah, there, there's a few more things coming from us. Um, but yeah, Tottenham on tour. And today's a very, very good day because not only is it the day after, the day before, <laughs> as my brother Bob Spur would say. But today I put my ticket to return home for 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 the uh, the wedding of the century of uh, of, uh, of wedding of the century. No, my wedding of the wedding of the century. Wedding <laughs> of the year. Um, um, ben and Ashley, and obviously you'll well, be my. Well, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, they were there at the uh, number eight last night. Yeah, yeah, Ben, Ben was on form as usual. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, they're they're going they're live now. So once we get off here. I'm going straight over there to join the back of the queue uh, to get on there and have my say. But yeah, Tottenham on tour is where they can find me. And in June, if Levy fucks up, people know exactly where they find me. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah, thanks for having me on again, Chris. It's uh, it's wicked time. to be with you and uh, share streams with you. And I must say, that the most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to is in 10 days, the man at the bottom there, will be right next to me. So, uh, it's Brian. I'm looking forward yeah, to can't it. Wait. I cannot wait. It's yeah. bizarre. It's like, whoa, you know. It's like... And, and Brad, uh, no, no channel for you, but your Twitter that, handle's well, there. Okay, uh, so oh, there's an update. First of all, uh, click like, subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham and Tottenham on tour. Uh, do that first. Uh, you can contact me at, at Brad Hotspur on Twitter. The channel Songs from the Blue Sofa by Brad 60, which is tentatively. I've now got seven songs that are ready to be uploaded, uh, which I might even be uh, getting you to help me edit them, Brian, when I come over, unless I do it next week. But uh, Yeah, it won't be me helping, it'll be the other Brian. because that's. Oh, the right, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've got seven songs, and I want to make it perfectly clear, they're just me trying to sing, trying to play guitar, but they are my songs, they are my lyrics, I've written the music, so it's all about me getting what I do outside of football, it's not football related, getting what I do onto YouTube for one person, two people, whoever amount of people to, to see it. And if one person goes, oh, I like that, that's really good, then that that's great. It, it's just something I've been doing for, for this last couple of years. That I really want to just get up there. And as I say, it's not going to be brilliant, but it, it, it's stuff I've done and I'm proud of what What's I've the name done. of the channel, Brad? It's, it's going to be uh, called uh, Songs from the Blue Sofa. Okay, so it's not up. It's not up and running now. Not yet if now. I... Not yet now. Not yet now. But <laughs> it will be. And as far as I'm aware, there's no one on YouTube called Brad Sixty because you've actually got to find out that there are people with the same name because there are a few Brad Matthews up there. Actually, apparently, there's a Brad Matthews that that goes swimming with sharks. So there you go. But uh, certainly not me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully that'll be up uh, in June. I would say. Uh, with a, a, a new song every week for the first yeah. six. You've got weeks two and... subscribers here already. I'm pretty sure, and a lot more in the Thank chat. You guys. Well. Yeah, so I'm sure that the YouTube community will, will will back it. 
Uh, they, might, they might watch the first song and go, oh, that was rubbish, and <laughs> never again. But, but uh, you know, hopefully, they'll be, at, least, at least if more than one person, me, sees the songs or one of the songs, that, that's more than I could have hoped for before I started doing this. So The uh, thing, thing is, it's similar to this, Brad. As long as you enjoy doing it, it's already a success, oh, yeah, regardless yeah. of how many subscribers, watches, yeah. and, and everything like that. Exactly, but, yeah. exactly. It, it's not that I'm trying to get a record deal or, or, or headline Glastonbury. That'd be nice. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just something I want I've been wanting to do. Uh, hopefully, when I'm in Australia, oh, sorry, I'm going on a bit here, aren't I? Uh, hopefully, in Australia, I have the original guitarist from 30 years ago who can play, and we might record a few things in Australia as well. So, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. So, uh, anyway, Excellent. that's enough from me. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure you follow Brad on at Brad Hotspur. That's Twitter. Then you'll get all the notification notifications, but all the updates. Oh, you will. You will. Yeah. Going yeah. Live and uh, yeah, go straight over to Tottenham Tour after this. Hit the like and subscribe there. Hit like and subscribe here. Before we go, Brian, uh, predictions for the game. <laughs> I really thought, do you know what? I really thought you were being serious there. I was about to go get yourself to a facility immediately. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, are we talking about the fixtures in oh. 2032 now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys so much for uh, uh, coming on. Uh, welcome anytime. Like I say, thanks everybody for watching and all the people who commented. Uh, people, if you watch the replay. Put a comment in uh, in the uh, YouTube chat as well. All helps. All helps. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be back on Hotspur Hood on Monday. Uh, talk about the Burnley game. Hopefully a win and hopefully a, a Newcastle win or, or holding Arsenal and then we're on top of that top four race. But yeah, like I say, please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Really helps the channel. Go over to Tottenham Tour, do the same thing. Then follow Brad on Twitter and, and uh, be sure to subscribe and watch the videos when he uploads them. And like I say, half seven, 7.30 p.m. UK time. <laughs> on a, and as uh, always. In the UK uh, on Hotspur Hood for the Burnley Review. But until then, come on, you Spurs. And as you always, Yid, Levy, out. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like. Please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free and you'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream, you can still watch the replay on YouTube and any comments, questions or suggestions on the comments there. If anyone listens to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that podcast, you get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter or Instagram page on the screen. We'll be back on Monday on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe. We're there at half 7pm UK time. This channel, let's talk Tottenham, 12:30 p.m. UK time again on Fridays. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>